Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hard-hitting questions coming out of yesterday. You know, I think one of them was uh, whether or not the horns down is going to be 15-yard penalty uh, in the SEC in the future. That it was very important to finish. Uh, and to collect the trophy and to win 10 games and win a game on New Year's Day and all those things. And uh, believe me, we had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun, it ought to be illegal. I said in my press conference back in December that I didn't feel like there was anything at South Carolina that we lacked to be a championship program, that we had everything that we needed. I am even more convinced of that now after being there for seven months. So there's a report in the Houston Chronicle that, that Texas and Oklahoma are inquiring about joining the SEC. <laughs> I bet they would. <laughs> War Eagle. Feels good to say that. All right. <clears throat> I didn't even remember that 12 years ago, but now that you say that, because I believe there was something about someone didn't have Tebow first team all SEC. As usual, I was accused of that, so <laughs> I brought my ballot to, to show everyone, to show Urban. Um, so, hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State! Oh, welcome in to the latest episode of that. SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Brennan. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, it's game day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fired up. Man, it just uh, it, it got here. You know, we agonize over how long this thing takes, but it really did uh, sneak up on us this year. And now Tennessee's kicking off the season here this evening against Bowling Green. And if you listen to uh, yesterday's interview with Stephen Lassen, it certainly sounds like Tennessee's going to open a can here, doesn't it? <laughs> yes they are man i'm looking forward to it mike i i if you're listening to this about ah, three o'clock i'm probably already cracked open a couple <laughs> a lot of folks saying shane are you gonna be there at Neyland? i'd love to be there but i'm still on lockdown mike because of this damn covid so I'm protecting everybody by staying here and drinking beer and watching it on my tv <laughs> Well, I hate that for you, Shane, but, uh, you know, that's the beauty of uh, modern technology. You're going to have your huge TV. You're going to have all these games yeah. here. And not only that, you've got action to bet on. And we've got uh, our sponsor, Prize Pick, Shane. Now we're doing the fantasy gambling. We introduced that this week. So head on over to prizepicks.com and use that promo code SEC for a initial deposit bonus of up to 100 dollars i'm sure there's some people that got questions about what this is and and how it works and all that so i reached out to uh, one of their odds makers shane over at uh, prize picks 
and uh, he's going to give us a full breakdown, Shane, on what this game is, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this, aren't you? Oh, hell yeah, Mike. I mean, we, we got some, I, I hate to call them cupcakes, because it's just, it, I love conference play, period, Right. but I'm going to tell you right now, if, if you're looking for a reason to, to stay tuned the entire game, put a little money on it, Mike, <laughs> you know, right. I, I have a... I have old say, man, if you don't want to watch a game, put $100 on it, and I'm telling you, it will change your attitude. You'll be there in the fourth quarter like, come on, get in there. <laughs> Rooting on for the backup. So, uh, yeah, I love gambling. That's, that's, that's something that we promote, but uh, I also love college football. And any chance that, to make these two mingle, I'm all for it. Yeah, so let's kick it over to our interview here with Chris uh, just to break down this product real quick, and then we'll get – to the SEC News. All right, we're pleased now to be joined by uh, Chris Richardson over at Prize Picks. He's one of the odds makers with our new sponsor there. For we're doing fantasy football for the first time in the SEC. So, Chris, I really appreciate you joining the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm super excited uh, with our Prize Picks uh, new app, uh, a, a big update, and super excited to. Uh, partner up with uh, that SEC podcast for, for an awesome uh, college football season. Yeah. And not only the app, but the website is terrific as well. I like, uh, I guess I'm old school. I'm always on the, on the computer. So I like the layout of the website as well, but uh, you know, can you give us some information on your background and just uh, you know, how you came to be working for prize picks and, and uh, you know, I know this is a big push for, for prize picks to get into the college football realm and, we all know the SEC is the uh, engine that drives college football. So, uh, and you're at you're based out of Atlanta. So, uh, you know, right in the heart of SEC country. So, can you just give us a little back your background as well as uh, Prize Picks? Yeah, I uh, I am a a sports fanatic for life. Actually, from Minnesota originally. Oh, uh, so I'm gonna turn this know, off. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, like when you're from Minnesota, you just you just learn to live with uh, mediocrity, and uh, that's kind of what the Gophers have always brought to us. But we continue to be their biggest fans, regardless. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I've been uh, an athlete and a sports fan for my entire life. Uh, college football, you know, the the professional sports. Um, really, have gotten into soccer lately as well, too. So. Um, yeah, and, and my journey to Prize Picks really started out more on the uh, on the customer side, actually um, playing the product and just loving what they did, and, and and really saw that there was a lot of upside in in making this product even better. And I think that's what we've done uh, in even over the summer, over the course of the last year. For those of you that have been part of uh, you know the Prize Picks family for a while, but. Um, we, we really, what brought me to prize picks and what I, what I think brings a lot of people there is the diversity of markets. So we are offering anything from college football down to disc golf, to tennis, to soccer. Obviously we touch the big things like NFL, NBA, uh, but anything that you can almost think of, um, we have a market for. So we, and we're first market movers in a lot of those markets. So we're super excited to be able to bring college football as one of those as well, where we're going to be offering, you know, single stat and fantasy score uh, for almost every single game uh, this season. Yeah. And one of my favorite things, you know, when I hear fantasy, I think of, uh, you know, you got to do a draft and then you got to have all these teams and, and, you know, you're locked in with those players all year. But I love the fact that prize picks it's week to week. 
daily fantasy. And so, for example, this Thursday, of course, the Tennessee opener, you can pick guys from that game and all the other games. And then uh, once you make your money, you can roll into Saturday and pick a, a lot more. So uh, can you give us a breakdown on, the, you know, the fact that, you know, you could pick two, three, four, five players and uh, with prize picks and, and just kind of uh, the method for weekend gambling for the, the average, average SEC fan? Yeah, that, that, that is the beauty of uh, the prize picks uh, product, right, is that um, not only can you pick your favorite players from Tennessee on Thursday night, but you hopefully, uh, you know, you maybe you want to pair them with your favorite players on Saturday. And uh, whether you want to just have your entry completed on Thursday, you can do that. Or you can just, like you said, uh, stretch it out into the weekend or, or place another entry on the weekend. Um, but yeah, so we have, um, you can pick anywhere from two players to five players. Uh, and what is also awesome about our product is that you can pick three college football players and maybe two NFL players, whatever combination of uh, markets and sports that you want to pick, uh, you can do that. Um, and you can do that in a couple of different ways. So one of the most popular uh, entry types that our customers make is called a five pick flex. So what you do is say you have a $10 entry fee. Um, if you select five players correctly, you will turn that $10 into a hundred. So 10 X your money. If you hit four out of the five, you're still going to double your money. And then if you hit three out of five, you're still going to get half your money back. Um, but it gives you that chance to like double your money, but also have the upside to, you know, 10 X your money. So um, that's a really popular way that people like to play our product. People also like to go, if they just like their two favorite guys, then they'll just do like a two for two power play uh, that you could take uh, a $10 entry and turn it into a $30 um, payout. So we have a lot of cool ways and you can do everything in between. You can do a three, four, five. Uh, and, um, that's what we really like. We're giving the, the, our, our customers the opportunity to kind of choose their path. And, uh, there's a lot of great ways to do that. Yeah. And, uh, what, you know, we're running out of time before the season starts, but another great thing about prize picks, you know, obviously you can make your picks individually week to week, but you guys also got season totals right now, leading up to the start of the season. Uh, you know, for example, I, I think I saw Kevin Harris from South Carolina, is over under is I believe around 1100 rushing yards and, and you can do touchdowns for the season over under things like that. So, um, you know, you're one of the guys that sets all these odds, how big of a challenge is that in college football and, and what all goes into your process for, for setting those, uh, weekly lines. Yeah. The, the futures uh, options that we have on the board is really exciting because it gives, uh, not only like people that are used to playing season long fantasy, they can almost do that through our app, right? By instead of having to wait for their favorite player to pick, whether it's in the NFL or college football, you know, they can sweat out the whole season like they would in their, their fantasy football league. Right. Um, but yeah, so we, we love the, the, the futures uh, um, option, but yes, the, the college football, I, I'm, I'm one of the lines makers for the college football team. Um, it is certainly uh uh, not not necessarily a, a, a easy process, but it does take a lot of like going over data and matchups. And um, as I told you earlier, we're, we're one of the first movers in this market. So a lot of times you're going to see our projections up first. Um, hopefully in the future, you'll even see these guys projected out like on a Saturday, you'll see a Monday. Um, but it, it it's awesome. We, we use, you know, look at, you know, the matchups, you know, the, you know, who's favored by how much and, and figuring all those factors 
into um, into their projection. But what's really uh, going to be interesting and which is always an ever coming thing in college football is news, right? Like Saturday morning, you're going to get so-and-so's automatically out. Or uh, even now, when you look at the depth charts of some of these teams, and I've never seen this more this year, is teams are saying this guy or this guy is the starter. <laughs> but I've never seen that before. Like even I think Tennessee's first depth chart, uh, Jabari Small, and uh, I can't think of the other guy off the top of my head, but it said him or him is the starting running back. So we've even had that with quarterbacks. And we know sometimes teams use dual threat quarterbacks, but I, I've never seen so many this or this person. So at the beginning of the season, it is certainly uh, more time consuming and difficult to set these projections with limited news, limited data, limited depth charts. So hopefully uh, that, that process becomes more fluid as the season goes on. And uh, one thing that I've come to find out, I'm wondering if you could explain it a little bit better than I could to the listeners is, uh, uh, you know, you've got to select players from different teams when you make your selections. You can't, for example, just uh, like I tried to do, load up on uh, Tennessee Vols exclusively on the Thursday night opener. So could you give the audience a little uh, insight into that? Absolutely. Yeah. So right now um, we uh, we don't allow uh, like quarterback receiver as a correlated play uh, in in an entry. Um, but that, that's going to be uh, changing really soon. We're um, uh, releasing a new part of our product that will allow uh, correlated payouts so that even if you want to load up on some of your favorite players like that, you'll be able to do that the same entry and the payout will just be adjusted based on that. So we're super excited to release that because, um, yeah, right now, say you take uh, only two players, you need to take two from a different team. And that just falls into like uh, the DFS rules in general, similar to like a DraftKings that you can't just like play your whole team from Alabama mm -hmm. or your whole team from Clemson or your whole team from, you know, so that, that kind of falls into those same categories, but we're really excited to be able to offer, um, you know, some correlated payouts in the very, very near future, um, especially with NFL um, coming out as well with college football at the same time. So we're super excited to be able to offer that to our, our customers. Now, Chris, I got to ask you about payouts because when well, pr prize picks is not new, but it's maybe new to a lot of our audience. And uh, we've had issues in the past with the sites where you got to go down to the Cayman Islands and they'll pay you in, in Bitcoin or, or uh, Dogecoin or whatever the hell all those things are. But uh, I know that is not the case. So can you explain the payout system there at prize picks? Yeah, and uh, yeah, we are a, a daily fantasy company that um, doesn't operate under the under what you would call gambling. So we are are really focused on making sure that our payouts are, you know, uh, you're, you're not getting a fee for it. It's super fast and easy. And our new um, our new launch of our app uh, has also increased the speed of our our withdrawals um, and our deposits. So we're super excited that that component is going to be most of our competitors and that we are not charging you anything to, you know, withdraw your money. You don't have to use a cryptocurrency. You don't have to do all those loopholes. <laughs> uh, you're, you're requesting what you want withdrawn and, and that should be fairly instant. So we're, we're super excited about um, hanging our hat on that part of our product as well. And last thing, Chris, uh, you shared this with me right before we hopped on the line here, but uh, you know, listeners of the show using that promo code SEC, will get uh, an initial deposit bonus up to $100, but uh, prize picks is going a step further. Can you explain that? 
Yeah. So anybody who signs up this week before uh, games end on Saturday night uh, and make a deposit, we will uh, also give you a free entry to win $50 on top of your 100% uh, deposit match up to $100. So we are super uh, excited about this podcast and what you guys are going to do for college football this season. So we would love to uh, add a little bit more value to um, any new members that are going to be signing up. Uh, while we also really value the ones who already have joined you uh, via your podcast. So we're super excited about that. And also just be on the lookout for other promos on our site uh, or on our, on our app. I, uh, for those of you listeners that have already been on our app, maybe you saw this weekend, um, we ran a uh, promo, what we call that a free square, uh, where we did over under Jake Paul punches. Uh, and we put it at 0.5. So uh, it was literally a free square. Like you could have put that with anything. And uh, we were super excited about running uh, some of those promotions for, for our customers. So we, we, we hang our hats on, on our promos. So we were super excited about that. So be on the lookout for more of those types of, of promotions in the future. Well, Chris, I really appreciate uh, the time you've given me and explaining the product. And I cannot wait for this season. We're doing uh, over at our website, thatsecpodcast.com. We're, we're having competitions to see, uh, you know, which of our listeners can beat us. It's probably going to be every damn one of them, to be honest with you. We're so bad at <laughs> making our picks, but uh, I really do appreciate the time and, and explaining the prize picks product a little bit better for the audience. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for having me on. And we, like I said, we're just so excited for the season. So um, let's get to Saturday as soon as possible, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Shane, so I appreciate Chris hopping on the line and, uh, you know, giving the listeners a full breakdown of what Prize Picks is offering there. And, man, I, like you said, I think this is just going to make the games that much more interesting when you put a little money on, uh, you know, players to, to do well. And I just love the fact that, uh, you know, I know you're a big fantasy fan, but I just don't got time to, to deal with my lineups and my draft and all this <laughs> stuff. But that's the beauty of prize picks week to week. You can change your guys between two to five players and you don't even have to, you know, limit it to sec or college football. Mm -hmm. You can go NFL or NBA or, or whatever sports they offer down there at prize Picks. So uh, it makes it a really fun game. I think. Hell yeah, man. I'm telling you these first few weeks, Chris, Chris was, I appreciate him coming on, but I would tell you right now, they got a tough job trying to figure out what these programs are going to do. How hard are they going to run? How much are they going to pass? Who's going to be starting like week three? I mean, there's so many tangibles that are floating around right now when we start the season. So if you are thinking about betting a little money right now's the time. Mm -hmm. If you've been watching, you say, hey, I know, I know without a doubt, I'm watching these beat writers. I'm on the, <laughs> you know, these message boards. I know for sure that uh, ABC is going to happen, then this is the time to put a little money on it. Now, if you want to get out later, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you right now, once you start winning, it's hard to take that money out, Mike. <laughs> well, that's what uh, hopefully we do for the listeners, win them a bunch of money. And we all know fading our picks is the way to go. So we'll see if that uh, continues for another season. You know what? Absolutely. Well, I hope not. I hope I turn it around <laughs> this year, Mike. <laughs> and what am I, I just want to mention this real quick for the Tennessee game. I know we're going to break it down here, but uh, prize picks right now, they're set the over under Shane on Joe Milton passing yards at 195 and a half yards. I think old Joe mm -hmm. Milton playing in this uh, Josh Heupel system, he's going to have that by halftime. So I'm, I'm putting all my chips on the over for Joe Milton. <laughs> How, what do you think about Ask that? 
how do you win this fan base over by throwing yep <laughs> by throwing a lot so yes I love the over for sure on that one. Well, Shay, this is uh, not an exclusive Tennessee podcast as much as you want to make it that with the Vols kicking <laughs> off here with Bowling Green. We've got some news all around the league. So you ready to kick it around the league? Let's do it. Now let's go now around the league. Um, what, what, what is 12 personnel? You know, I, I, I got to get up two tight ends. And two wide receivers or one? I'm just kidding. I don't know what 12 personnel is. So. Worry about playing Alabama. I can't figure out whether or not the Big Ten and Back 12 are going to yo yo around and play football with us or not. I mean, they're playing great. Love it. Love the game. Awesome game. It's unbelievable for our country. Uh, it's, it's great for our universities. It's great for our towns when we play. It's great for our young men. Uh, you know, it, I think it's personally think it's the greatest game in the world. So if they elect to play, great. If they don't, uh, yeah, you know, that's 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 on them. I, I got enough crap to worry about with preparing for Alabama and figuring stuff out at Mizzou. So the team is in great spirits. I know there was a lot of doom and gloom. I saw and heard a lot about how uh, the the hopes of our season hinged on the results of an MRI, and frankly, or frankly, that's bullcrap. Uh, we've got a hell of a football team, and whether one guy's in or out, we got 117 other guys that are ready to step up no matter who's out. We got Kevin. All right, I'm not a big opening statement guy, and plus you guys are going to ask whatever you want to know anyway. So let's just go ahead and get started. Is there any questions? Young man from Destrehan, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. Uh, great young man. All right, Shay, we got to start here. This happened basically as soon as we turned off the record button last night. This was uh, first announced. Let's give this guy credit. Brent Zerneman, Houston Chronicle. He was also the one that broke the news of uh, Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC. But he broke the news, Shane. Jimbo getting him an extension in College Station, the, the $75 million man is now the $94 million man. Uh, they've given oh, Jimbo yeah. a four-year extension. So once again, he's under a 10-year contract, giving him a pay bump. He's now the uh, nation's second highest paid coach behind only Nick Saban. And how this is going to break down, Shane, $9 million. And then mm. every uh, every. Season after that, he's getting a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bump, as I understand it, mm. for the rest of the nine years on the deal. So, <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts when you heard uh, Texas A&M locked up Jimbo for an additional four years? I think it's a smart move, Mike. And I know there's a lot of naysayers out there. When this thing got out, that it's ninety percent of the comments were just bashing Jimbo but I think they've got a coach down there and that's hard to do these days Mike to have somebody that can lead you to a, a one loss season that's that's exactly what Jimbo's been doing and every year it seems like they're getting better everybody there, there's a lot of people projecting them to win the west this year some of them even saying they can compete for a national championship I think if you've got a head coach that's got you to that point just this short amount of time in the SEC yeah you pay the man yeah, and, you know, obviously I don't want to piss off the Aggies, so, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll turn this in a direction I think they'll like. But 
I do think this has a little bit to do with the fact that Texas is coming to the SEC mm-hmm. because they obviously they got Steve Sarkeesian now. They're hyping themselves up like they do every two to three years with a new coach that uh, is out, <laughs> out the door, yeah. you know, a couple years later. But right now, that's what Sarkeesian and company, I would imagine, are selling uh, on the recruiting trail and whatnot. So we're coming to the SEC. We're going to be the, you know, the, the new IT program. That's what they're selling. Whereas Texas A&M, you're already at the door there, like you said, of a SEC West title. You're already at the door of a college football playoff berth. Texas A&M, of course, was uh, the last team to to get cut, and we, and we all agree that uh, they should have been in over Notre Dame anyway. But mm-hmm. so what this does in my mind is, yeah, that's nice, Sarkeesian. He can sell what he's got to sell there in Austin, but. In College Station, they've got tangible, real results they can sell. They are already rolling. I mean, it's yeah, it's like a boulder coming down the the damn mountaintop there in College <laughs> Station. And I all this does, I think, is just speeds that up. And uh, you know, anything that Texas is is able to sell, I think A and M is able to sell that and so much more by sitting here saying, "Hey, we've got a commitment to our coach." Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Sarkeesian's not going to last for 10 years. You know, I, mean, I don't know what his deal is, but uh, we just extended our guy to go 10 years. He's under contract now, Shane, till 2031. So, mm. uh, yeah, I think in part it's that. But, but of course, it's mostly just the, the success Jimbo's had there in College Station, the, yeah. the success they've had on the recruiting trail. They've just named Hayes King starting quarterback there's so many good things to like about him and then mm-hmm. they've got uh if, you, if you've seen it uh the guy that was buzzing this time last week connor wiseman i think is his late his name they've got a five-star mm-hmm. quarterback committed chain to who looks like the next johnny manziel so <laughs> i think they're just making everybody aware that uh the, the aggies are here to stay and uh you know if you think that was just a one-year blip uh, they're here to tell you this is they're going to try to make it a decade of dominance Absolutely, Mike. I mean, stability sells. And if you think it doesn't, look down there in Tuscaloosa and tell me. Look up there in Lexington and tell me if stability right. doesn't sell or that program. Yeah, Kentucky may not be at the at the door of a national championship, but if you look at where they were when they started and to where they're at now because of Coach Stoops, it's because of stability. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the dream. I like the message that they're putting out, the, uh, the product. I mean, yeah, maybe we haven't got to the college football playoff yet. Maybe we haven't competed for an SEC championship, but we put a lot of people in the NFL, you know. And mm-hmm. you look here at the Nash, this NIL, this is a big deal, Mike, especially for a program like Texas A&M. Right. They're ready to spend some money. This is showing you, hey, I'm I'm willing to pay my coach, and, and I'm willing to make him the 10th highest paid man on this roster. If he comes out <laughs> here, we will sell the image, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, Texas A&M's got some money, and this is just a, a another thing, another tool that Jimbo can use when he's trying to sell himself and sell the program in the living rooms to all these kids. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, this kind of goes without saying, but just look at Florida State without Jimbo. I mean, hell, they're already on yeah. another coach, and he's struggling to get that thing off the ground. So uh, I don't see any drawbacks to this aside from people getting jealous, basically. You know what? <laughs> I'd love it, man. I would. I wish I was giving my coach a nine-year extension because that means things are going good. <laughs> I hate seeing the fourth coach in ten years, so uh, I, I'm ready for a little stability in my life, Mike. So uh, 
don't don't be hating. I, I think I think this is a big move, a power move for Texas A&M. And like I said, it, it's a it's a commitment to what they're building down there. And I just think that's that speaks volumes when you're trying to get some of these recruits to come down. All right, Shane, next let's uh, kick it on down to Baton Rouge. My honor to present the national championship trophy to Coach Ed Ogeron and the LSU Tigers. Where, well, technically it's not Baton Rouge, it's Houston because uh, LSU had to shift gears because of the hurricane. They are currently in Houston. Coach O has not had any of his media availabilities this week because of that, but he was on the uh, coaches teleconference on Wednesday, and I was on the call, and uh, Coach O... He made an interesting uh, observation here, Shane. He said it's, you know, the way they've been structuring it, they've been treating it like a bowl trip. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously you're away from home and you still got to do practices and all that. And uh, that really struck to me because if you look at his track record, he's 4-1 and one there at uh, LSU during his bowl weeks. So that obviously includes uh you know the the wins in the in the college football playoff. They dominated that thing. Yeah. But it's not, you know, and it, as soon as I say that everybody will say, well hell, that was just Joe Burrow, Joe Brady and all that, but uh <laughs> another one they beat was uh, Lamar Jackson after he won the the Heisman Trophy. So Tocho and his program, they have got a sense for what it's like to go on the road and and win these bowl games and uh, you know, maybe I, you don't want to read too much into all that, but hell, he's also had success in uh, season opening games when a couple of years ago they had to face Miami. And I remember that was a game where, you know, it was kind of a toss up 50 50 type affair and they dominated Miami. So um, I'm liking the vibes I'm hearing from Coach O heading into this opener on the road at LSU. Yeah, man, it kind of limits distractions when you're out there because you don't know what to get into. You get you're at the campus. It, it's easy to to go to your favorite hangouts and get in trouble or stay up later than you should. And yeah, you, you're not going to do that when you're on the road. So I, I just like the message that uh, Coach O's putting out. Yeah, and one other note that he had, uh, kind of a mix of good and bad news here on the injury front. We'll start with the good. We'd like to stay with the positive here, Shane. But uh, Derek Stingley and Eli Ricks, they're two outstanding corners. Coach O says they're full go. They've been practicing, so they're going to participate in the UCLA game. And that is as expected, but they've been limited in camp, so I just wanted to make that Mm -hmm. note. Uh, But uh, one unfortunate bit of news here. The freshman receiver Malik Neighbors, who had been getting so much buzz and potentially would have started for this UCLA game, uh, Coach O didn't reveal the extent of his injury, but noted he will be out for the opener against UCLA, and he's going to likely miss a couple of weeks of action. So uh, hopefully they get him back by uh, Mississippi State when they go to uh, SEC play. Yeah, man, that sucks. All right, Shane, next let's uh, kick it down real quick to Athens where uh, Kirby Smart. Oh, dog, sick him! You know, we've <laughs> they've got this epic showdown here with Clemson. Everybody's going to be watching that game uh, Saturday night. Cannot wait. Nationally televised affair. So much expectations compounded with the Georgia Bulldogs this year. And Kirby Smart was asked. Uh, this offseason, I, I believe it was on Marty McGee. I, I don't remember. I didn't actually hear these quotes, to be honest with you, Shane. But he said that uh, he believes Georgia is going to win the national championship eventually. And he was asked about that here on Wednesday. Uh, here's what Kirby had to say. 
Yeah, staying on uh, kind of the DBs theme here, Coach, just looking at their wide receiver core. I mean, everybody talks about Justin Ross, but you know, one thing that kind of pops out, you know, you see a lot of 6'3", 205, 6'4", 6'5", 6'3". Anything specific, uh, specifically difficult can, uh, about defending guys that size? And have you been uh, – I can't think of anybody you guys have gone up recently that were so big across the board, right, not just – not just one or two guys, but everybody seems to be in that demographic. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the right adjective, but that is definitely a, uh, a strong group. They are big. They are physical. Um, they, they, they do a very good job going up and getting the ball. They're really good 50-50 ball guys. Um, we've seen a lot of them on tape. You know, Justin obviously has been a great player for them for a long time, and now he's coming back. So I know they're excited to get him back. Um, you know, they, they are a matchup problem, but, you know, in, in, in some ways we're bigger at corner than we've ever been too. So we've got three guys that are, you know, 200 pounds, uh, rotating through there. We've not, we've not had, we've had really fast and we've had really long guys, but, um, uniquely the, the three or four guys we're playing now are all, you know, 200 pounders. Now their guys are 210, 220. So, I mean, the thing that concerns you is, uh, 50, 50 balls, uh, you know, blocking on the perimeter. That's, that's critical uh, to be able to block on the perimeter. And, and if you don't go against guys that size, I mean, we put our guys up against tight ends to try to simulate what we think they'll see in a game because of the size of those guys. But getting on and off blocks is, is critical to every football game, but it's really critical to this game because we know the, the spread element, the, the, the perimeter screens, the, the ball out quick. I mean, you got to be able to tackle and you got to be able to get off blocks. And those big guys make that hard to do. Kirby, you were asked uh, by Marty and McGee uh, on their TV show about what it would be like to win a national title at Georgia. You said it would be special and it's coming. It's a matter of time for our players. I know others, you know, see it the same way. And obviously you nearly won it in, in 2017. Why do you feel it's coming? Well, it has to be coming, right, Mark? I mean, if it's not coming, then what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, so I, I don't look at it in perspective of when. I look at it in perspective of uh, what's important now, what are we doing now? And uh, I know the people in this organization, I know the administration, I know the people in the state, I know the people that love Georgia and uh, the energy enthusiasm they have. It's just, it, it's always long overdue, right? I don't care if you won one three years ago, it's overdue. Yeah. So uh, for me, that's, that's, that's the end game, that's the goal, that's what you're always trying to work towards. It doesn't make it a successful season if, or failure if you don't. I don't. I just don't look at things that way. I don't let that control my my thought process in my life. But I certainly uh, pursue excellence, and that's what excellence is. All right, Chance. So I, I just thought this was interesting because you know we've been hearing for the for the last week or so about you know this Clemson game's not the end all be all for us, and, and you know I'm, I'm hearing a lot of negativity this week. Yeah, I don't know why, but. I guess maybe Georgia fans or, or media or, or whatever, they're just a little nervous about this matchup. But, hell, I ain't nervous. I'm sticking with my Georgia pick. And <laughs> I, thought, I just thought it was great that uh, Kirby's sitting here talking about uh, winning the national championship during his time because I know everybody wants to win this Clemson game, and they should. But uh, what everybody down there in Athens really wants is that elusive national championship. And it's great to hear their coach is not backing away from those expectations. You know what? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I get that, but let me ask you, Mike, 
if they don't compete for a national championship this year, is it a failure? Do you think so? I mean, that I, I hate to say it. I mean, because that's a lot of pressure, Mike. I mean, that's that's calling for a perfect season. Um, you know, I, I, not necessarily winning the SEC. Here's the thing: you can't lose the SEC championship and Clemson. But I can't think that you could get in there with one loss if you're the Georgia Bulldogs. So that being said, if they fall and they do not make it into the playoffs, don't you can? I mean, wouldn't you consider that a failure? I, I think this is their year. Well, I think as we sit here, it's easy to say that, and I and I would agree with you. But there's just so many variables, you know. Like, what if yeah. Hay, Hayes King down there at, in Texas A&M? What if he's, you know, I don't want to put all this pressure on all these players, but what if he's the next Johnny Manziel? What if yeah. Max Johnson for LSU is uh, the next Joe Burrow? What if Bryce Young is, uh, you know, just as good as say Tua? Um, you know, there, yeah. there's so many variables. What if we knew those answers? then I don't think you could say Georgia has to win it all this year. But I'm staying firm with the, my pick with the Bulldogs in the East and to win the SEC. So I totally understand that question. And, yeah, I mean, on paper, there's no one that's more talented than the Georgia Bulldogs, and they have the easier path to Atlanta being in the East. I know this right. uh, this this opener is, is a difficult game. But, hell, maybe uh, if there are weaknesses on the roster, they learn about it week one, that'll be an advantage of playing someone mm -hmm. as good as Clemson to where you have the rest of the season to work on any deficiencies you have. So, yeah, I mean, I that should be the expectation. It should be – I know they – it's such a weird dynamic because they've not won the national championship in so long, but they have mm -hmm. all the pieces to win a national championship, and that needs to be the annual goal down there in Georgia. And coming up short – Man, I just I did a 180 here. Yes, it's it's a disappointment if they, you know, they need they need to be there. If particularly if they lose multiple games, I think it'll be a total failure given this roster they have. Right, right, yeah, I'm with you, but I think I think they got to have this game. I think this this creates the storyline. This this creates that narrative that Kirby's trying to sell here that they are national contenders. Mm -hmm. You you don't worry about teams like Clemson. You just don't. Now Vegas is. Vegas, they got Clemson favored right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so that they have no faith in the Georgia Bulldogs, but I'm telling you, man, I'm looking at this roster, and I just, I, I don't see holes. I see, I see problem areas, but I can see that being corrected easily by the coaching and the talent that they got around them. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's way more question marks coming with Clemson than mm -hmm. there is with Georgia, and, and I think on a national stage first game of the season there's no reason that they can't create the tone for the sec and just show the whole country how dominant this this conference is all right shane last update let's um kick it all down to fayetteville real quick Woo pig. we're saying Pittman met with the media here on wednesday to uh, preview of course uh, the season opener here at rice and and he got a really interesting uh response from from our coach here who's very open and transparent you know i I think we you can count on Sam Pittman, and when, when he gives you an answer, it's the truth. And and I, you know, I'm not holding that, that against you know all the coaches in the SEC, but I could certainly say that's not the case with a lot of these guys. You know what? So, uh, yeah, he, he was asked about uh, the biggest surprise of camp, and I thought this was uh, really interesting and really encouraging news for the Razorbacks about the team in general that you can pinpoint to um, spend the I guess the biggest. Uh, 
of, of camp and uh, of the preseason for you. To save you at times, you know, and your opinion can to save you if you don't have facts that back it up. And I was concerned about Malik Hornsby's accuracy. And I'm not for sure if every one of you guys on this that have seen our practice are going, you know, where's his accuracy going to be? And I was concerned at some point about uh, Juan's accuracy, you know, KJ's accuracy as well. But then every night I watch tape, I watch every bit of everything, walk through everything, take a note about it. The coaches hate it whenever I come down with a bunch of notes. But um, as I'm as I'm doing that, the accuracy of Malik and the accuracy of KJ were quite higher throwing the football than what I believed. And so that would be probably the biggest surprise. I had a an opinion about it. And then as I'm tallying up targets, it was much, much higher than what I thought it was. Hey, Coach, I'm curious what you see from KJ personality-wise behind the scenes. His teammates this preseason have said he's really funny in the locker room, but he can flip the switch and be really business-like when he needs to be. I mean, I think maybe I'm like that a little bit too, you know. Um, but um, KJ is showing better leadership skills and, and all those things will come around. It's hard to be a leader when you've never started a game. I mean, it really is. And uh, we're, we're pushing him towards that and all those things. And he's become better. I think he'll get better and better as the year goes once he gets a little bit more confidence. All right, Shane. So KJ Jefferson and, and the backup Malik Hornsby, you know, that that's been one thing that, uh, you know, big question mark, for a lot of people, not mm-hmm. for me specifically, but, you know, hell, I just saw uh, someone over at uh, 24-7 Sports rated K.J. Jefferson as the SEC's worst quarterback. I don't know <laughs> what kind of drugs that guy was drinking, but, uh, <laughs> you know, if you are concerned about K.J. Jefferson, I think these comments from Sam Pittman will kind of uh, turn you around pretty quick. Yeah, when your head coach is coming out, that's one thing. You know, you always want to tamper expectations. And if I got a quarterback that's really struggling, I'm not going to come out and say, you know what, I love how accurate he is because that's <laughs> headliners that those guys are going to use the next week if KJ throws three picks. So, right. uh, yeah, I, I, I like this. I like this story. And oh, last thing, Shane, real quick, uh, just a weird update here. But, of course, Missouri is hosting Central Michigan and uh, Jim McElwain, former Florida coach. Apparently, he had some kind of appendicitis emergency surgery for Jim McElwain. So, uh, Tim Skipper, whoever that is, is now their interim coach. And there's no word on whether McElwain will be there for Central Michigan this Saturday. But uh, just a little, uh, you know, a little bit of news there that uh, favors Missouri. Did Jim get another death threat? He didn't want another SEC <laughs> loss, did he? <laughs> uh, all right, Shay, the moment you've been waiting for in all of all nation, were you ready to make a pick for Tennessee Bowling Green? Let's do it, baby. A century. A lot can happen in a hundred years. Thousands of moments, millions of fans. This stadium has transformed from an empty field to a fear cathedral. It's where past and present converge. Here come the volunteers. It's where moments 
return it to Memphis. Everything is riding on this football game. He's dropped to the sack by Reggie White. Touchdown, Big Island. In the down four. We're going to give it to Kamara. First to the 10 to the 5. Sycamores. Touchdown, Tennessee. A very, very special time as across the way the volunteers come reaching onto the field. What time is it? You know, as Tennessee comes barreling out onto the green sword in football time in Tennessee. Now, a new century of opportunity is here, and it all begins now. Here we go, man. Let's go. There's a standard in anything and everything that we're doing. Meet the standard. Everybody got me? We in it to win it. Ain't that right? Huh? We have to learn how to have a winning mentality. It's freaking winning time. Nothing else matters. All right, Shade, the Tennessee Vols favored by 35 and a half points. Whoa, what a barn burner we got here. <laughs> Over under 60 and a half. Who do you like in this matchup? Sure, do I even have to ask that question? No, you don't, baby. You don't have to ask at all. But I will say that's a lot of points, Mike. That is a lot of points. And I'm not – I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think we lose this game at all. I think this is <laughs> – one of the, I think it's I a barn not. burner. I think, I, I, easy. Now, you remember, <laughs> I mean, I've been hurt. We've been hurt. The Tennessee <laughs> fans have been hurt, Mike. This isn't Georgia State here. But uh, I, I, I'm just thinking there's a lot of moving pieces coming out here. We know exactly what Hopple's going to do, and he's going to want to air it out, and he's going to want to get these young kids involved. But I think it's going to be a little bit more conservative than than people are thinking. 30, 35 mm. points, that's a lot of points, man. Mm. So I like the volunteers to win the game, but I don't like them to cover the spread. I think this is a, a kind of a backdoor thing. Maybe third, fourth quarter, it slows down a little bit. Um, I don't think it ever is a ball game, but uh, it's just too many for me, Mike. So we're talking about the Tissy volunteers here. So give me the victory and give me the under and uh, – by the way, man, Bowling Green must have the ugliest uniforms I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. You know, I, I, I'm not saying anybody should lose their job, but whoever came up with that color scheme should have been fired years ago. So Bowling Green, ain't that something? I, I, I look at I've been, I've wanted to pick them before in NCAA, uh-huh. and I was looking at the alternate jerseys. And I was like, I can't. I can't do anything with this. So moving on, it's almost as – it's like Oregon State bad, you know? <laughs> Can we get a score prediction from you? I know you said Vols in, in the under. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Tennessee 42, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go Bowling Green 21. Ooh. So I certainly sense uh, some of that uh, – previous pain that the Vols have caused you with that pick, Shane. Mm -hmm. And I cannot agree, my friend. I mean, I think Thursday night, we already know they're putting in the LED lights. I mean, they're going to try to showcase this Josh (laughs) Heupel system to its full extent. They got this uh, Joe Milton. Uh, I think the main reason he's the quarterback is because he can throw that deep ball better than anybody on the roster. So 
I think they're going to try to score a damn touchdown every single time they're out there. Uh, only SEC <laughs> game on that night. It's nationally televised. There's going to be so many eyes on this game. Give me the damn ball shade and give them to me big. <laughs> I'm going Tennessee 55, Bowling Green 14, Vols cover, over covers, Vols win big. Mm. I, 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 I hope my I hope, I hope it's just a barn burner, ass whooping. I hope it's all those things. <laughs> it's, the Tennessee fan base deserves it, Mike. You know, <laughs> they've been through a lot. They've not seen offense. I mean, we have no Garantano. We don't have to worry about number two trotting out there and throwing it to the other team. We don't have that anymore, Mike. So I, I'm hoping the Milton's, uh, the, I'll tell you, the, the fan base is already behind them. I've seen more memes. I've seen more things with Joe in it than – than any of the quarterbacks we've had in years past. It's Peyton, you know, I mean, that's they're, they're bought in. So let's let's. I'm hoping I'm hoping that he is the guy, and uh, I, I'm pumped up for tonight, man, because it's it's been a long time, brother, since we. And I've got. I wish I could get out there. That that was the thing. I had intentions to get out there, and uh, unfortunately, I'm not able to. So I'm going to sit here at the house, and hopefully, we'll have a a good emergency podcast after the game. And uh, we'll talk about the first SEC game of the 2021 season. Well, you enjoy it 2021? 2021, yes, sir. That's what year it is. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I didn't know. You know, it's kind of weird. Like when you graduate, it's like a year after or something. So is this 2021 season or 2022? 2021. All right. I like it. All right, buddy. Well, you enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of that (laughs) beer that it sounds like you've had a one too many. And I hope everyone really enjoys uh, the game here on Thursday. And we'll be back, like Shane said, to make uh, all our picks for the weekend action. So many great games. I cannot wait. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Shane. Catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go Vols. Well, hey Shane, uh, enough of about uh, you know our sponsors at all. Man, I don't, I don't. Man, that sounds bad. All right, Shane, but uh, hey, we've got uh, you know some news to kick it around the league. So, are you ready to kick it? Man, I just man, what the fuck? <laughs>
All right, Shane. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, th- <laughs> <laughs> How many of you drank over here, Mike? <laughs>